And good afternoon, Dennis. Dennis, you're joining me, Jan Klein. What have we got on the plate today? Well, Jan, I thought what we'd do is follow up some of what we started last week. We were looking at the way in which complementary medicine had established itself in uh, in Australia and indeed in most Western countries in recent times. And I thought today we might look at some of the ways, some of the individual ways in which complementary therapies are impacting on Australian society. And we're looking forward to your questions. If you've got something you'd like to put to Dennis Stewart, we'd like you to feel good. 49216216. Now, we were speaking a bit generally about mm. complementary medicine yes, yes. last week, Dennis, yes. and you'd like to talk about some of the significant impacts mm. that you've noticed. Look, I think it is important to just draw attention, particularly to the listeners, of the way in which... The practice of medicine has changed, certainly in the last uh, 50 years, and uh, largely as a result of the way in which we would refer to as complementary modalities have made an impact in contemporary medicine. For instance, you go back to when you and I were kids, so to speak, which is many, 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 many years ago. But we remember it perfectly. (laughs) That's right. It it wouldn't have been likely that we would have seen uh, acupuncture being practised. Um, chiropractor maybe um, was there but not as well received as it is today um, homeopathic medicine nutrition all those sorts of things were in the background but really weren't in a way being accessed as they are today by the population so what we've been talking about in recent times this revolution if you like to call it in, in, the, in the way in which medicine is being practised uh, is here, and I argue it's here to stay. And what what listener out there, for instance, would not accept the fact that acupuncture is now a mainstream modality for not only the relief of pain, but for also treating conditions like, for instance, good examples would be uh, painful periods. I've seen a lot of young women particularly helped with acupuncture, which I practised many, many years ago myself. Um, asthmatic conditions, bronchial conditions, who would have thought that a technique that comes from Asia would now be part of mainstream and, in fact, utilised by many general practitioners, not only non-medical practitioners. So it would be absurd to say that something like that uh, is only transitory, it's here to stay. Who would have thought, who would have thought that in the 21st century uh, the oldest healing modality known to mankind, if you like, going back to the Garden of Eden, that is the use of the herb. Who would have thought that it has obtained such respectability uh, in, in Australian society, which indeed reflects the respectability that herbal medicine now has all over the Western world, and I emphasise the Western world with its very strong scientific basis. And who would have thought, who would have thought the most controversial, perhaps of all, modalities, i.e. homeopathy, uh, uh, supported and utilised by Her Majesty herself, who would have thought that that most controversial modality um, is now being practised not only by non-medical people but by many, many medical practitioners? These are the ways in which Australian society, I would contend, is now accessing a spectrum of medicine Call it complementary, alternative, call it what you like, eclectic perhaps. But what we're looking at now is a changed face of medicine and it will only be a very, very reactionary person, I would contend, 
that would say that this, that this is not good. I contend that it is good, and I dare to say that there are many people in our listening uh, audience that would argue that uh, having accessed aspects of alternative or complementary medicine has helped them grapple with health, health problems that hitherto have not been well managed through mainstream medicine. And some of these have been self-administered, some of them have of course, been... Of course, and I think I've always been a proponent for years and years and years of uh, trying to encourage people uh, to take responsibility for their own health. I, I think it's absurd to think that the, 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 the cost of modern medicine can continue to accelerate, and this, in my opinion, has a lot to do with uh, people still not realising that there is a lot they can do to help themselves without having to access a costly, ever-increasing costly medical structure. And we have, as I've said, uh, excellent health food stores with well-trained people, many of whom I have trained, excellent pharmacists, and many of the pharmacists, as you would know, are now using um, alternative or complementary medicine. Uh, years ago, when I first started lecturing, um, pharmacists weren't not that interested in what we were doing. It was uh, almost sort of, or well, we've moved on from that. I remember ringing a very prominent person in the pharmacy uh, society years ago and complaining about the way in which pharmacists were going to be restricted uh, in their access to a particular herb. And his comment was to me, and I can still remember it, because I was teaching a group of pharmacists at that stage, his comment to me was, well, what does that really matter? There are not many pharmacists that are using herbs in any case. I know that that has changed considerably and that I've had the privilege of being able to, to train and help and assist, particularly many of the younger pharmacists, get back, if you like, to their roots, which is essentially using herbs in, in a modern pharmacy practice. So with excellent health food stores, with excellent pharmacists, the individual is able, to a large extent, to initiate self-help very competently and safely. And this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls on 49216216. And that's the number that Adam rang from Salamander Bay. And what would you like to know from Dennis, Adam? Um, yeah, hi, guys. I've just, Dennis, I've had a problem with... Um uh, my elbows has been brought on by surfing or too much surfing. It's like a, I don't know if tendinopathy is the right term, but a tennis elbow type thing. Yes. Um, and the pain, I did have pain in my forearms, but through treatment and massage, that's gone away. But Good. I guess those two bony points right on the end of the elbow, the mm-hmm. top and well, the inside and the outside, both elbows. Yes. Those kind of attachment points are, are really sharp pain. Okay. Um, and it's very easy to inflame the area, like any kind of manual flavour, which is what I do every day, is really, uh, really aggravated as well. Very hard to manage at the okay. moment and, and get it to heal, I guess. Well, I make a few recommendations, Adam, that are pretty yeah. straightforward and easily accessed. You've got a good health food store at Salamander Bay. Um, Mark Brown, uh, I think, owns that shop there. He runs a good operation okay. and he knows what yeah. he's doing. Look, two things yeah. I'd suggest... Um, deal with the inflammation by using one of the more modern uh, herbal anti-inflammatories. You've probably heard me talk on the program before about modern preparations based on what's called curcumin. Uh, Curcumin 
is a concentrated extract derived from turmeric, and it's a very competitive, uh, mild anti-inflammatory, which doesn't seem to have some of the uh, gut-wrenching possibilities of some of the mainstream anti-inflammatories. So I'd get hold of something like curcumin, a good, strong, standardised extract, which I'm sure you could get from Mark or your pharmacy there. Uh, start, okay. to t- start to take that orally. I'm surprised at the feedback that I get from uh, patients in particular who uh, vouch for the efficacy of this product and the spontaneous improvement in their symptom level that they experience. So I'd be confident it would give you some good result. But, okay. but what you should also do, because it's such a localised area of distress, I would suggest you treat it topically. And again, yep. again you would have heard me talk about uh, topical preparations on the program. Yeah. One that I had a bit to do in developing with some colleagues of mine, some local people, is a product called Stiff Sore and Sorry, ra- rather uh, direct name indeed. But that that yeah. product that product is a, a very good representative of a sensible herbal-based topical analgesic and anti-inflammatory agent uh, based okay. based on an extract of capsicum and an extract of, uh, of arnica, it gives good results, and I'm sure uh, Mark or your pharmacist would have it there. Stiff, sore, and sorry, I consider it one of the most useful little devices for bringing about uh, pain relief. But what I would say here, Adam, is if you're going to use it, and I keep saying this to people who use preparations based on these two herbs, particularly the capsicum extract, uh, you'll need to apply it for a couple of days before it starts to generate a benefit. And then when, yeah. it, when, it generate, when the benefit starts to assert itself, uh, even if you get complete relief, don't pull back because you need to keep the momentum of it going for some time. Otherwise you'll, okay. have to, you'll, otherwise, you'll have to start again. I think if you were to do those two things, I'd be surprised if you didn't get relief from that localised area of distress. Okay, can I ask you, I'm in Newcastle all weekend, actually. Yes, Is yes. there anywhere in Newcastle? Yes. And also, and how do you spell curfew on? Okay, look, what I suggest you do is go to Westfield. There's a health food store there called Vitology. Yep. And they stock the products that that I stock. I, I mentioned Westfield because it's so well known and so accessible. Yep. Uh, if you went yep. to the Vitology Health Food Store, I know they would have those two products, and they would be able to give you professional advice. There are professionally uh, trained people at the venue, so I'd recommend okay. you do that, Adam. Okay. And curcumin is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. C U R. C-U-R-C-U-M-I-N, curcumin. It is so so popularly known that um, they'll immediately relate to it. Okay, Dennis, I really appreciate your help, mate. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam, for your call. And let's hope that... Yeah, it's always tricky, Dennis, isn't it, when when you're you're doing a certain amount of activity with Mm. the part that's giving you pain and you need to do that. And and if he's a surfer, he'd be in great distress if he's not out there on the waves, (laughs) particularly in a day like this. (laughs) This is Health Naturally, taking your calls to make you feel good. Dennis Stewart is here from his New Lambton Medical Centre, Herbal Medicine Centre, and 49216216 is the number for you to get your question through. Christine's rung in from Aberglasson. And, Christine, you've got a question about your nails. Yes, please. Um, good morning. Hello. Um, I do. Oh, sorry, good afternoon. Um, my problem is I do have Hoshimoto's and I'm on yes. a thyroxine tablet. Yes, good, good. But my nails are breaking 
across ways horizontally across my nails in mm. the nail bed. Okay. Now, have you you have been obviously um, you've been to see your GP about this, have you? I did. Yes. I did, and he said not to worry about it. Okay. Um, and so you're worried about it, obviously. And um, it's it's on just one finger or multiple fingers? Um, usually just one or two. Okay. Um, but um, it's quite painful. And Is um, there infection there? No, no infection. Okay. Look, I'll make a couple of little suggestions. If there were infection associated with it, the topical use of, of tea tree-based preparations is very successful when persevered with. Um, on the other hand, if there's no infection and it's just the nail breaking down, uh, what I'd suggest you try is put yourself on a fairly long-term treatment just using some silica. Silica. Okay. Silica is, uh, in our profession, renowned for both hair and nail conditions, and I know it sounds simplistic, but I have such great regard for silica um, as a result of using it in various forms, particularly in what's called the Blackmore's celloid form, but it, it doesn't matter. But I've had so much experience in using silica for conditions such as this that, simple as it sounds, I would suggest you make a beeline uh, for your health food store or pharmacy and start to take some silica as a supplement. Okay, thank you so much. Is it, is it a tablet or...? Yes, look, it would come as a tablet. tablet and yep. the good thing about it is it's not expensive. And okay. th this is a good example of what we were talking about at the beginning of the program. That is, you've done the right thing, you've had it investigated. Yes. Mainstream medicine didn't seem to help you. This no. is a situation where you have to, as a modern uh, person in a modern society, take initiatives yourself and going to your health food store or your pharmacy, getting something like silica, which is inexpensive, may do the trick for you. Well, good luck with that, Christine. And uh, Guy has rung in on 49216216 from Newcastle. Hello, Guy. Hi, Dennis. Uh, I just had a, uh, about six or eight weeks ago, had a surfing accident, another surfing accident. Yes. Blowed yes. um, to the side of the knee, um, an MRI scan, um, said that it was a contusion of the bone, so a bruising inside the bone and just a strain on the ligament. Uh, I've got a sack of fluid that appeared about two weeks into the injury on the front of the kneecap and um, it's, it hasn't gone away. I've been, been to the doc. The knee's actually on the mend. It's actually mm -hmm. just, about, just about mended. It's still um, a little sore and, and um, stiff. Good. But um, I went to the doctor to get the fluid yes. um, drained from yes. the knee. Yes. She took some away. Yes. And um, it's come back again. I'm just wondering, um, everything that I researched, that it's a natural occurrence for the body to send fluid to the knee to stop it from getting, you know, as a padding to stop it from getting worse. Mm -hmm. However, when she took the knee, the fluid out, it was um, felt so much better when she took the, the fluid out. It felt freer and a lot better. Yes. Uh, I'm just wondering, is is the fluid that, that the body's generating in that knee a natural occurrence to protect the knee? And if it's not, and you want to get rid of it, is there a natural alternative you can put on it to dissipate the fluid? Did your doctor do any uh, testing of the fluid that was taken from the knee to see... 
I'm about to find out today when I go back to get a second fluid uh, withdrawal. I think that's, without wanting to sort of um, overlook your question, um, it would be useful for you first to find out uh, what is the nature of the of the fluid? Whether or not it's associated with uh, inflammatory chemistry, um, or whether it's uh, just part and parcel of the healing process. I think it would be probably uh, not of benefit for me to make any conclusive suggestion until you see your GP and to get the nature of what's happening. Um, to see where it's coming from, and then I could make a suggestion. I'm half inclined to half inclined to suggest that you use, as I spoke earlier, a natural anti-inflammatory such as such as curcumin. Um, I'm, I'm half inclined to suggest that you also use a substance called allantoin, which is extracted from comfrey. Uh, comfrey uh, is not a herb we use these days, but allantoin is renowned for its ability to promote healing of, of, um, of joints, particularly where bony structure has been compromised. But before I'd recommend that, get some information and then get back on the program, if you like, next week and run it past me, Guy. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your call, Guy. And uh, Anne now has rung in from Lake Macquarie. Hello, Anne. Hi, how are you? Hello, Anne. Good afternoon. Good morning, sorry. <laughs> Speeding the day along there. Um, I have a problem with mm-hmm. hot flushes. Yes. And I've had them for, I'm 72 now and yes. started in 50s. And yeah. I went to the doctors and I've tried various things, but mm-hmm. they don't want to give you anything these days. Mm-hmm. And he said to go to a health food shop, but make sure it had black, whatever this black is. Black cohosh? Yeah, and okay. the other name too. That's Remy Feminine. Yeah. Remy Feminine is, is the proprietary name for a fairly well-known uh, uh, European product based on an extract of black cohosh. All right. Uh, and it has some good, a good reputation as an over-the-counter um, safe preparation. Um, I have seen some ladies use it with great success, but like many preparations, uh, what works for one person doesn't mm. necessarily work for another. But I might surprise you with what I'm going to say now, Anne. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Many, many years ago, I had a lady come up from the, the down round Bathurst mm-hmm. uh, to see me. She came to the Central Coast where I was practicing to yes. see her daughter. And this lady was in her 70s, mm. and she assured me that ever since she'd gone through the change, yes. she was plagued by yeah. a, a perspiration of the scalp to the extent that uh, she was so compromised in mm. her social life as a result of, a, of her flushing and her perspirational situation mm. being so intense yeah. that she was embarrassed about going out. Mm. I made a simple recommendation. Because she was only there for a very short period of time, mm. I recommended that she start to use some sage. Sage? And yeah. Sage. I know that sounds simple. Mm. That mm. lady's life was turned around mm. as a result of just using sage, which if you look at the literature... And even in naturopathic literature, you will find mm. that sage is r- renowned for addressing uh, flushing and perspirational problems. Mm. Mm. So what I suggest you do, even before you go the, the pathway of black cohosh, yeah. is go to the supermarket mm. and get some sage tea, which you can get from the... Tea. Yeah, well, you just get it from the little spice counters. Yes. Just go to the, the supermarket and get a packet of sage and what I suggest you do is make about two to three cups of it a day mm. and give it a try for a couple of weeks. It's not an unpleasant tea, mm. but if you were a French lady, mm. the first thing you would do as you were going through the change is start to use mm-hmm. sage as an infusion two to three okay. times a day. Mm. It's not going to cost you anything, mm. 
Okay. Um, give it a go. And you're I'm just talking surprised. about sage leaves yeah. that you get at the spot. Absolutely. Counter. Red sage, salvia officinalis is its mm. botanical name. Mm. Uh, what you've got to realize is many of the simplest things, mm. particularly in the spices, mm. have some of the most profound benefits mm. and some of the most safest benefits. Mm. So try that, in my opinion, before you try anything else. Oh, great. That sounds good. We like easy, simple solutions, don't we? We 49216216 is the number for your question. Here's Bill now from Elibana. Hello, Bill. Hello, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Pleasure. Dennis, uh, I'm in a situation where my wife is 62 Mm -hmm. uh, and she has Parkinson's disease and she walks with a rather awkward gait. Yes. She's having a lot of trouble with her left-hand Achilles tendon. I was wondering if you have any ideas for something like that. Looks a difficult one. Um, what I suggest she should do um, to start with is try to make it perhaps a little bit more comfortable when she's walking. And I would go back to what I said to an earlier listener. Use something topical to start with. Get hold of, say, some stiff, sore and sorry and get her to use that frequently as a means of lessening some of the discomfort uh, in her exercise routine. Uh, right. What I would suggest is, if you hang on, Bill, I will get the producer to take your name and address, and I will ensure that you get some stiff, sore, and sorry as a gift from the program for your wife to try. Do that and see how you go with that, Bill. But hang on, we'll need to get your details, and then you can get back down the track and tell us if that excellent product has helped your dear wife. That sounds like a good thing to do, and uh, stay on the line there, Bill, and we'll see how we can go now uh, as I think we've got Greg on the line now. Hello, Greg. Good afternoon. Hello, Greg. Uh, Dennis, I heard you speaking something mm-hmm. about two weeks ago about fatty liver. Yes. And, uh, Mr. could you just tell me about that, please? Well, the liver is an organ, I'll try to keep it simple, that can accumulate fat. Yeah. And uh, it can, um, can compromise a person's um, sense of well-being or, or health um, and it's not always associated with, with alcohol ingestion um, the first thing that perhaps a GP would uh, question a person presenting with a fatty liver diagnosis is if they are a, a heavy drinker yeah um, that's not me Okay, but <laughs> I, I, I have seen and continue to see many patients who have a diagnosis of fatty liver uh, who aren't um, alcohol drinkers so there may be some dietary factors or it may indeed be even a, gen- a genetic factor I, I see it frequently associated with people whose cholesterol levels were a bit elevated and who, right. have, a, who have a history of, of gallbladder dysfunction yeah, um, I've got um, a little bit of gallbladder okay. problem, so, yeah, mobile that's, I would see that as being connected with your fatty liver what I would suggest is though that there is a re- quite a remarkable remedy uh, recommended in the literature of one of my most famous mentors. I refer to Dr. Rudolf Weiss, whose literature uh, has influenced my practice for the last 25 to 30 years in his excellent work um, entitled Herbal Medicine, the English translation of it. Uh, he gives one of the best descriptions of the potential of the European herb St. Mary's thistle and, and, Mary's it's, thistle, and, it's, it, yeah. and, and its application to most liver diseases. Greg, where do you live? You live in Alibana. Yeah, that's right. Okay, look, um, um, there's a health food store at Alibana, uh, at Warner's Bay, I should say. Bay. Um, yeah. If you go there, I will try to have the literature from Vice's book 
in an envelope for you about midweek if you, okay. could, if you go to the uh, health food store in Warners Bay uh, and just ask for it, say it's information from Dennis on uh, St Mary's Thistle and its relationship to fatty liver, I think you'll be impressed. And uh, I would say to listeners out there that as far as I'm aware, there is no other herb as useful for most liver conditions and indeed liver pathologies as St Mary's Thistle. And you can get it from, from the, the health food store you're going to as well as the literature. 49216216 is the number for your calls. Carol has rung in from Dora Creek. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello Carol. Hi, Dana. Uh, look, um, I'm having blood pressure problems. Mm-hmm. I have been taking um, a thing called Tarka for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it's been okay. Now, was but that from your doctor? Pardon? Was that from your doctor, was it? Yes. Okay, good. Um, but all of a sudden it seems, I suppose, not working because mm-hmm. my blood pressure's just gone off the wall okay. in the last few days. Okay. Well, obviously your doctor is monitoring you and you must remain uh, monitored by your doctor because you would probably appreciate that hypertension or high blood pressure is a, con- is a condition that can be very, very dangerous if it gets out of control. Um, what your doctor would would tell you is probably similar to what I'm going to tell you, that, number one, your medication might need to be modified or augmented. That uh-huh. is, uh, another medication might be appended to it or si- a simple dosage change. Your GP would know, know that. On the other hand, your GP would also probably tell you that uh, blood pressure can go up depending upon what's happening in our life at any one time. And the blood pressure doesn't remain across the day absolutely uh, stable. It fluctuates. And stress, anxiety, tension, worry, all those sorts of things can cause spikes in our blood pressure, which frequently give way to to normality. Um, They need to be discussed with your GP. Are you under a bit of pressure or stress? Not that I would say, no. Okay. But I know um, the day after my husband died, which was yes. four years ago now, yes. Yes. I ended up in hospital with yes. a bleed on the brain. Yes, and this is why I come back to the point that you can't afford to see your blood pressure out of control or unmonitored. And if your blood pressure is spiking like that, you may well have to, with your doctor, um, go ahead and get a modification of it. Don't take the risk. Because yeah, it's up to 190 odd. Well, you must go to your doctor. If it's as high as that, my advice would be for you to make a beeline to your GP today so that your medication can be altered. Don't fool around with high blood pressure. To NURFM at nine minutes to one and uh, Health Naturally for uh, with Dennis Stewart. And Dennis, um, we had a, a question in asking where stiff, sore and sorry can be purchased. Sounds as though there are lots of people who are mm. interested. Look, if you're having difficulty getting it from your health food store or pharmacy, it's always available from uh, the New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Try your own health food store or pharmacy first, but if you can't get it there, let me emphasise, you can always get it from New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Health Naturally, and Dennis Stewart taking your calls. Pam has rung in from Lake Macquarie. Hello, Pam. Hello. Hello, Pam. Hi, Dennis. I'm just wondering if I can do anything about tongue fishes, crevices in my tongue. You've had it for a long time, have you? 
Um, yes, I guess I have. Okay. I didn't really take much notice at first, I don't think, but the last couple of years I'm really finding they interfere with different foods and I get pain with different foods. Have you had it looked at, Pam? Yeah, the doctor just said, well, well yeah. Look, there, there, there is a condition called geographical tongue, but yours seems to be seems to be a little bit different from that. I can, yeah. I'll make a general thing for you to try, which is not going to be expensive and very, very safe. There is, there is a, a pretty strong evidence base to say that vitamin B and vitamin B complex has a relationship uh, to the tongue, the lips, the corners of the mouth, etc. What I'd suggest you try is go to your health food store, say at the Warners Bay Health Food Store, and get hold of a, a high-potency B-group vitamin and put yourself on it not for a week or a couple of weeks, but put yourself on it for a couple of months because very frequently these things that have been there for a chronic period of time require a chronic period of treatment. The B-group vitamins are not toxic. They're excreted from the system. They're very safe, but they have a pretty strong relationship to what I've said, the, the mouth, the lips, and perhaps even the tongue. So thanks for your call, Pam. Hope that helps. And Diane has rung in now from Bellbird Heights. Hello, Diane. How can we help? Oh, I'd like to speak to Dennis about my hair loss, please. Hello, Diane. How are you? I'm very well, thank good, you, good. Dennis. Um, yes, my hair, I'm losing hair. Now again, have you... My hair is getting very... It's thinning on top. Okay. Have you had it looked at, Diane? No, I haven't. I have had... um, I have had tongue cancer and and I've had lymphoma and I had to have um, chemo and uh, ray treatment. Um, But that was... I didn't lose my hair when I was having that treatment, but... It's just getting very thin now. Okay. Look, what I would suggest is nevertheless uh, get it it looked at because sometimes hair loss can be associated with thyroid dysfunction. Just get it looked at to start with. But having said that, I have seen some remarkable results with hair loss by using a a bracket of remedies known as the Blackmore's celloids, C-E-L-L-O-I-D-S. Now, I'm being a bit fast because our, pro- our time is just about gone. Now, those celloids, you're at Bellbird Heights. You can get the Blackmore celloids for hair loss from Sally Bowen's practice in Cumberland Street, Cessnock. Okay. And, uh, well, good luck. And just time for one quick question from Gary, who's rung in from Hamilton North. Hello, Gary. Good day. How are you? Hello, Gary. Good day. How are you? Good, good. Quick, quick question regarding tinea. Yes, yes. Between right, right foot, between little toe and second toe. Okay. I've had it on and off for years. I've okay. um, tried Lamisil and, and the like. Okay. Um, very can't qu- get rid of it. Very quickly, what I'd suggest is this. Get hold of some tea tree preparations and persevere with it. Tea tree has good document, a good documentation to support its role as an antifungal agent, and there are many papers written on tea tree oil's ability to resolve tinea. You'll need to persevere with it. It's inexpensive, very safe, and not toxic when applied topically. And that's Health Naturally for today. Thanks to all our callers. Thanks, Dennis Stewart. Thank you, and Jane. we'll be back next Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM.